The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. And I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and I'm looking forward to another fantastic show with you. And the topic today is Customer Vision in Every Decision, Part 2. That was a part one, obviously. If there's a part two, that was done a couple of weeks ago. And if you didn't get a chance to hear it, you want to go back and check it out. But basically, these two shows are talking about how important a customer is to any organization. As a matter of fact, the customer is truly the lifeblood of any and every organization. And without them, none of us would have a job. None of us would have a business. Okay, so what we need to do is figure out how to draw customers in. But the problem is, in many cases, we have not been uh, proficient in closing the back door to keep them in. So we bring them in, then we lose them, then we find more customers to lose them. So let's talk about some ways we can develop customer loyalty. Let's talk about ways we can enhance the customer experience, how we can build customer intimacy. And in the last show, we talked about ways uh, for customers who are already pleased with you, how to get a better grade. If you have a C, how to bump it up to a B or even an A. We also identified that the only truly way to keep your competitors out of your customer base is to stay in the A or the B range. Okay, If you have an A or a B, it's virtually impossible for competitors to get into that account and let alone steal it from you. Because you're bringing so much added value beyond what your job is, they, they almost feel like you're on the payroll. They feel like you're part of the family. All right. So what we want to do today is, is kind of go a little deeper and talk about how to work with customers um, where there may be some tension. They may be upset. Um, and you want to figure out a way to diffuse that situation. Now, one of the things I identified as we were ending the show the last time was in some cases, the reason that customer is upset is really our fault. We dropped the ball, and when we dropped the ball, we need to be prepared to pick it up again, acknowledge it, and show how we're willing to resolve that particular issue. I know when I'm the customer, one of the things that I really can't stand is when Somebody or company dropped the ball with me. Their delivery was not on time. The product, the work was shoddy. And then come the excuses. And they want to blame other people in the organization 
why, well, the installer should have known to have done this better. Well, that designer didn't do this well. Well, you know, I don't know why that happened, but it must be have something to do with, with uh, Herb over another department. As a customer, we really don't care who caused the problem or why the problem exists. What we want is we want you to fix it. And I want you to think about it for a second. Uh, because if if anyone in your company does that, or if you've done that in your company, that really upsets the customer more than anything. We really don't care who dropped the ball. Help us. Help us fix it. Now, think about it for a second if you're watching a baseball game. Now, the second baseman, that there's a batter, uh, okay, at home plate, and he's waiting for the pitcher to pitch the ball. The pitcher throws the ball. The batter hits it. It's a ground ball to the second baseman. It takes a hop and it gets past the second base uh, player into the outfield. Now, do you ever see the outfielder stand there and just wave to the second base or the shortstop to come get the ball? No. What you do is you see everyone scrambling to correct the error. They don't care who caused the error. The goal is resolve the error. Now, afterwards, they'll go back and evaluate what happened and how they can do it better. But in the meantime, let's fix it. The same with football. If you notice a teammate running back fumbles the ball, they don't say, okay, running back, come get this ball. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Whoever is closest to the ball jumps on the ball. Same in basketball. So that's what we have to do with our customers, okay? It doesn't matter who caused it. Fix it for them. Because what happens is if we don't fix it, we have a tendency to think the customer is always wrong. And that's, that's not even nearly correct. So we have a tendency, if we aren't careful, to discount customers. And as we said, discounting a customer is when you basically, you, you show a lack of attention, uh, to their concern, to their issue. And it, it hurts them and it may even upset them emotionally. And there are all types of ways we can do that. You know, we can, we can I've seen people do little slight insults. Uh, the customer says something and there's a little snide remark. Or we cut the customer off while they're trying to talk. Um, oh, there's sarcasm. As I mentioned before, sarcasm is not... Uh, a very good form of communication. Uh, it's extremely unproductive, uh, and normally one person is, is wounded by the sarcasm from another person. Uh, sometimes we can ignore the customer's comments. Uh, in many cases, we choose to call a difficult customer back in a timely manner, and that's just not a good thing. Or sometimes we, we get defensive. And one of the things I've even seen done Let's say there's a brand new employee. This is a way we discount customers. There's a brand new employee, and he's going out to see a customer. And then someone uh, says to him, oh, you're going to see XYZ company? Oof, man, they're really jerks. Okay, you have just seasoned his mind about the customers he's going to see. You've given him a perception that may only be your perception. It may not be really accurate. It could be the day you talked to that customer, something really bad was going on, and therefore they were having a bad day. 
So you've just seasoned his mind or her mind that this is a, a, a really bad customer. So we need to make sure we don't do things like that. That could actually be discounting the customer. And I'll, I'll share an example with you. That now, some customers are going are really, really tough, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, how you handle them. But one of the things that can cause us to react negatively uh, when a customer is calling, and we act as though um, their call is, is a nuisance. It's, it's, it's frustrating when a customer calls and complains. And my thing is that's a good thing. If a customer's calling you, that's a good thing because the majority of customers don't call. They don't complain. They just leave. And we never, ever know what happened. But if they call and complain, that gives us another opportunity to get it right. That gives us another opportunity to get it right. So sometimes, and, and most of our jobs today, let's face it, are extremely stressful because uh, in many cases, you may be doing the job of two people, maybe of three people. So stress builds up. And one of the things I recommend is this. We have to figure out a way to, to deal with the stress of the day because what happens when we don't deal with the stress it's going to blow up on someone, and it's normally someone who doesn't deserve it, and that could be a customer. Okay, so let's say for a moment, and I, I like to, let's assume that your day is like a, it starts off as a deflated balloon. A deflated balloon has no air in it, but you get up in the morning, and you woke up late, all right, and you had an a 8 o'clock meeting that you're going to be late for. So we're going to blow into that balloon a little bit every time something stressful happens. Okay, we blew in that balloon. All right, so then when you got to your car, you realized one of the tires was flat. All right, and then when you got in the car, you realized that you're low on gas and you won't be able to make it to the meeting, so you're going to have to stop to get gas, which is going to make you even later. So we blow into this balloon, and then when you get to the meeting, so throughout the day, you re- when you get to the meeting, you realize you didn't have one of the, the critical documents that you needed as a part of your presentation. So we keep blowing through this balloon all day long, all day long, and then at some point, as we know with all balloons, if you blow into it enough and we don't let any air back out, what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, we all know that eventually that balloon is going to pop. And normally the person that it pops on is really startled. They don't understand what happened and they really didn't deserve it. So what we have to do is during the day, we need to figure out ways to diffuse the stress that builds up. We got to figure out ways to diffuse the stress that builds up. Some people may... Just take a break and, and walk around the building. Uh, some people may go and just uh, take a break and listen to some music. Uh, someone may run to the mall and go shopping at lunchtime. Someone may go swimming at lunchtime or, or running or go to the gym if, the, if a gym is nearby. And some companies even now have fitness centers in the building. Uh, but whatever works for you. Some people may open the Bible and read some scriptures to calm and soothe their nerves, but we have to figure out a way to diffuse the situations. Uh, otherwise, we're going to end up saying something wrong to the wrong person. 
All right. So we have to talk about how to re- reduce the stress, because if if we don't reduce the stress, we're going to blow up on a customer. Now, I, I got to tell you, now, there's some customers out there who are really, really challenging. And one of the things I've identified in my 32 years now being in the business world, and this was a, a revelation for me when I realized that not everyone is my client. Not everyone is designed to be my client. And the day I realized that, I had less stress in my life. Because there are some people or some customers who just don't treat you right, who don't treat you fairly. And we're going to talk about in a little bit how to deal with some of those customers because I don't think, I believe respect is a two-way street. And if you have customers that don't respect you, that continually try to erode your margins, that um, don't uh, allow you to do your work because they give you short deadlines, and then when the deadline uh, is not met, then they blame you, but you explain to them early on what you needed in order to work successfully with them. Those are customers that maybe you want to find some others to replace them with. All right. But for the customers that are really, really worthwhile and, and, and there's a good relationship, let's, we're going to talk about uh, when we come back from the break, how to deal with them when situations go bad. Because every now and then people have a bad day and some customers, believe it or not, may because they're having a bad day, they want some, someone else to have a bad day also. So they may literally try to hook you into an unproductive interaction with them. And when we talk about getting hooked, getting hooked is they say something or do something and they're literally trying to get a reaction out of you. They're trying to get you upset and they'll feel better about themselves if they get you upset along with them. And we do not want to get hooked because we all know what the bait looks like. It's normally uh, something they'll say or something they'll do or a snide comment that would be made. And especially if your balloon has been blown all day, that's the one that will cause that balloon to pop. And we don't want to go there. So when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about some techniques to keep from getting hooked into an unpredictable, unproductive or uncomfortable interaction with a customer. Okay, so we're going to take a short break now. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side of the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. 
Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T Y E at T Y E M A N E R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is customer vision in every decision. This is part two of the uh, series, and we've been talking about how to develop customer loyalty. We have been talking about how, how to uh, create customer intimacy. And before the break, we were talking about ways to reduce stress because if we don't reduce it, it builds up throughout the day. Just a lot of pressure in the workforce today. And if we don't figure out a way to diffuse it on a consistent basis, uh, we could say something uh, upsetting to a customer. And I'm not just talking about the external customer, the person that writes you a check. Your coworkers are also your customers. We refer to them as your internal customers, okay, because they rely on you to help them accomplish their jobs or you rely on them, all right? So it's, it, it goes both ways. And sometimes if we aren't careful, we don't blow up on anyone at work, but when we get home, uh, someone says something, and then all of a sudden, all of the toxin and poison from the day, we let off on somebody at home, which is just not a good thing. But, be- but we were talking about getting hooked, and we have to be mindful to not get hooked into unproductive interactions. And I, I think about when my son, he was uh, probably 10 years old, 11 years old, we were vacationing in North Carolina, and... He he looked at me, he said, Dad, can we go trout fishing? And he looked at me with that look like I could do anything, I could make anything happen. So before I knew it, I said, yes, son, we'll go trout fishing. And I got to tell you, I had no idea where a trout stream was. Uh, but I looked in the yellow pages. You can tell I'm from the city. I looked in the yellow pages, and I saw where it, there was this place where you could catch trout. And they guaranteed that you would catch trout. I called the number and they say, I said, you guarantee I'll catch trout? They said, we guarantee it. They gave me directions. And when I got there, all I saw were these, were these three looked like long watering holes. And turned out it was a trout farm. Okay. So they had three watering holes. They had hungry, starving, and famished. And they took me and my son over to the famished uh, little watering hole. And we had a guide. And I'm like, really, a guide for this hole? Um, and he put some little bait, like a little piece of kibble uh, dog food on the, on the hook. 
And my son threw it in. And as soon as he threw it in, about 50, 50 trout tried to jump on the hook. But only one got on. And when he got on, my son set the hook. And that, that, that trout was fighting with all, all, all of its being to get off of that hook. But my son was laughing and reeled it in, reeling it in. And finally, when it got close, the man grabbed the line, brought the trout in, and reached in his back pocket and grabbed a little bat and whacked the trout in the head. And I'm like, wow. And my son, he's a young man. He saw it and he said, Dad. I'm like, wow, yes, son. He said, Dad. And I said, yeah. He said, can I do that again? And that's, I guess that's a boy for you. <laughs> you know, he just saw something get his head bashing. But then I thought about that situation. I said, hold on a second. There were two individuals in this situation. That was the one who threw the hook out and had bait on it, trying to entice the fish to get on the hook. And the fish got on the hook. And as a result, because he got on the hook, the outcome was not good for him. And I'm sh- I would like to think if that fish knew what the out- knowing what the outcome was going to be, if he had the option of getting on that hook again or just swimming by it, I'd like to think he would swim by it. And many of us are saying, man, what a dumb fish, right? But how many of us allow ourselves to get hooked into unproductive interactions every day with a coworker, with a customer, and even at home? All right, you know the person is putting bait out there trying to get you to take the bait. And if you take the bait, just like with that fish, the outcome is not going to be good. So we have to diffuse situations. And I'm going to give you a technique on how to diffuse a situation uh, right now. But I'm going to share another story. And then in the story, I'll talk about the technique and the steps that I use to, to diffuse this situation with a really upset customer. Uh, I had just started, with a, just started with a brand new company and as a sales professional, and my goal was to find some target, target accounts to call on. And as I'm looking through the account list, I had two teammates. I asked them, I said, are any of you calling on XYZ Company? And they looked at each other. Then they looked at me and said, no, no, we aren't calling. You go ahead. You can have that one. Uh, by the way, uh, the, uh, the, the president's name is Jane Smith. Uh, ask for her. I'm thinking, okay, you know, man, these are really nice guys. They're, they're great teammates. This, this is going to be a, a great time working with them. So within a day or so, I go to meet this, this, cu- this customer. And when I walk in, the reception is there. I'm very friendly. She's very friendly. Hi, how you do today? I'm do- doing great. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. I say, my name is Ty, and I represent ABC Company. And when I said that, it was like she was in awe. Her eyes got big. And I'm like, wow, man. She's really impressed with the company I work for. And I said, I'm here to see Jane Smith. She picked up the phone right away and is dialing the number to, to the extension and as I go to sit down, before I could even sit down, she called me. She said, well, you know, Ms. Smith, I'll see you now. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. What an awesome company I work for. And I went in to see Ms. Smith, and I'm smiling. And uh, she said to me, I can't believe you had the nerve to show your face in my company. I looked behind me to see who she was talking to, and there was no one there. <laughs> 
And uh, I said, excuse me? She said, you heard me. She said, I haven't done business with your company in six years, and hell will freeze over before I do any more business with you. As a matter of fact, I do everything in my power to get the word out that others shouldn't do business with your company. And I said to her, obviously, something has happened to upset you with our company. Do you mind if I ask what it is? She said, oh, I'll tell you. She said, six years ago, I recommended one of your products to one of my biggest customers, and there were problems with the product. And as a result, my customer questioned my ability to help them make sound decisions. And as a result, I will never, ever do business with your company again. I say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm sure if I was in your position and I felt I was treated that way, I would be as upset as you are. Has anything else happened to really upset you with us? And she said, oh, no, that's it. That's enough to keep me from doing business with you or your company. And then I said, I am really sorry that happened to you. I said, I I recently started with the company, and when I researched it, what I understood about the company was that they had a a reputation, a a, a strong reputation for delivering phenomenal products and exceptional service. Now, if you were the president of that company and you found out one of your products did not perform the way you expected it to, what would you do? And she said, I would bloop, I would call my bloop engineers and bloop, and I'd tell them to bloop, bloop, get it right, bloop, and get it back to the customers, bloop. I mean, I, we had to, I had to bloop out a lot of things she was saying. <laughs> uh, and I said to her, I said, well, you know, that's exactly, from my understanding, what they would do. In any circumstance, and as a matter of fact, on that particular situation, I understand they came up with a retrofit kit to take care of the situation, and anyone that already purchased the, 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 the product, they went out in the field and took care of it on site. I say, do you feel we made the right decision? And, and what could she say? Because she just said, if she was president... That's what she would do to rectify the situation. And I said, that's really what we did. But we also went one step further. We also personally went to the field and took care of it in their location. So did that turn her around immediately? No, it did not. But with me calling on her consistently for about six months, uh, she started recommending our products again and using them as a matter of fact. And basically, the reason it got to that point was because everybody ran that had something to do with the particular project. Uh, the deal, the distributor ran. Nobody wanted to call on her. Uh, the manufacturer's representative ran. Uh, and she felt like she was isolated, that they took the money and, and ran. And, and rightfully so, she had a right to feel upset if no one actually went back to her to resolve it uh, or make her feel that she was being listened to. And I talked about a way to recover in the first show. uh, That was a couple of weeks ago. So you want to go back and check that out on how to recover from a tough situation. So let's talk about what I did during that situation with her. Well, first of all, 
She was really, really upset. Uh, and what you want to do is you want to get that person to tell you what happened. And you'll be amazed. Sometimes just allowing someone to get it off of their chest is all they needed. I've had people just get it off their chest. And afterwards, they're like, whew. It's like, I feel better. I've been carrying that load for two years, three years, seven years. And I am so glad you listen. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. So I said, obviously, something happened. Tell me about it. So the first stage, what I did was I identified the problem. I identified the problem. I got her to talk about it. All right. So after she started telling me what happened in her situation, the next thing I did was I said, you know what? If I felt I was treated like that, I'm sure I would be upset like you are. So what I did in that particular stage, I showed empathy. I showed empathy. I'm not fighting against you. I'm on your side. It's kind of hard to beat up someone that's standing on your side. If they're in front of you opposing you, you can throw a good blow at them. But if they're on your side, it's kind of hard to fight someone that's on your side. So I showed empathy. Okay. Then the next thing I said was, you know what? What else has happened that caused you to be upset with us? Okay. So now I'm trying to isolate the problems. I'm trying to isolate the problems because if there are other things, I want to get it all out at one time. I want to get it out all at one time. I don't want to try to resolve one thing and then something else pops up over here. I don't know if any of you have gone to Chuck E. Cheese. They have this little, this little game that you have the little mallet and they keep popping up and you try to hit them all over the places they pop up. No, I just rather all of them be up at one time. I want to get all of her concerns out at one time. And we're going to continue to talk about that. But it's time for us to take another short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Our workplace is dynamically changing. How do you stay ahead of the curve with respect to learning and training? Tune in every week to The Future of Workforce Learning and Development with host Pamela Robinson. You'll learn about real-world strategies, solutions, and resources that will showcase these changes and keep you ready for what's next. The Future of Workforce Learning and Development is heard live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Mayner or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T Y E at T Y E M A N E R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. And I am your host, Ty Maynard. And today's show is about developing customer loyalty. They're the lifeblood of all of our companies, our businesses. And if we didn't have customers, we would not be here. There would be no reason for our existence. So we're talking about how to handle tough situations with customers, how to keep them from becoming unproductive. And the first part of the show, we identified in some cases uh, the customer is upset because of us. We've done some things either knowingly or unknowingly that really rubbed them the wrong way. And in those cases, we need to recover from that situation. Uh, But just now we were talking about how to resolve a situation where someone is really, really angry. And and, And I told you a story and I was giving you the steps that I did with this particular customer. And the first step was I had to identify the problem. So I said to her, what happened? What happened? After she told me, I showed empathy. Wow. You know what? I'm, I don't, I don't, if I'm, if I felt that happened to me, I'm sure I'd be upset also. I didn't say it did happen to her. I say, if I felt you, she, she felt she was mistreated. So, and then the next step was you isolated. What else? Is there anything else that has upset you with us that we need to look at? You want to get all of the, the, the problems out at one time. If someone got bitten by a, uh, a rattlesnake, you wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to take some of the poison out and we'll wait a little bit and see what happens. No, the goal is to get all of the toxin out at one time and deal with it. All right. And then the technique I did was what, what I did was I handled it. But the way I handled it was a technique called put the shoe on the other foot. Put the shoe on the other foot. I'm going old school on you now. And basically what I said to her was, um, you know what? If you were the president of our company and you found one of your products didn't work the way you expected it to, what would you do? And she said, well, I have them look at it, evaluate it, find out what happened, fix it. And, and she said something else. And really, those were the exact same steps that my company did. And so I, I was able to say to her, that's exactly what we've done. And you'd be amazed how well that diffuses a situation. When you've already done what they said they would do, that, that really diffuses the situation. Okay? Now, she, at that point, uh, I saw the look on her face where it just kind of 
she was starting to ease, but she'd been mad, angry so long, she wasn't going to be that easy. So the next thing to do is confirm that it was resolved. You know, do you, and I said to her, do you feel we made the right decision? What can she say to that? If she just said she would do that, that was the right decision. So your response in a situation like that is going to be one of a few responses. And my belief is this, you never lie to a customer. And one of the responses will either be, you know what, that's exactly what we've done. If you really if you've done that, say it. That's exactly what we've done. You know, or if you're in the process of doing that, you know, that's exactly what we're doing. Or if you hadn't even thought of that, you know, you say, well, you know, that's a great point. Thank you. And that's something I'll take back and we'll look into. But always you're going to acknowledge what they said as a way of handling it. So that's what you do when someone is irate. And as I mentioned, based on how I handled it, I didn't throw anyone under the bus at my company. I didn't, you know, I just used the process that I had learned in the past that really worked well. And, you know, to tell you the rest of the story, when I went back to the office, uh, my my new teammates, they knew I was going to see her that day. I just walked in the office and said, hey, guys, and went in my my seat. And they were, they were looking for scars or, I guess, scratches on my face or whatnot, and they didn't see any. So they came over to my, my desk to say, well, did you call on a XYZ company today? I said, yeah. And I kept working. And they say, well, did you speak to Jane Smith? I said, yeah. Kept working. They said, well, what happened? I said, oh, man, it was a great call. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It blew their minds. But it really blew their minds also when she started ordering our products again in six months. So customers just want to feel like you, that you care about them, that you didn't take the money and run. So let's talk about some other ways to defuse upset customers. You know, when the customer is aggressive, don't get aggressive with them. Don't take the bait. I want you to respond on the personal side and then take it to business because the thing that's going to make them feel better is that problem getting resolved. All right. We talked about that in the last show on customer vision part one, where we talked about the personal professional. You want to take it to the personal side first and then take it to the professional, the business side, the reason they're calling and try to resolve that. So, for example, if the client was aggressive and said to you, you know what? I tell you, you can't do anything right. This is the second time you've tried to correct this problem and you still can't get it right. Don't don't take it personal. Don't say, well, listen, if I if you had just read the instructions, you wouldn't have had to call me this time. Don't go there with them. Just say, you know, I'm really sorry this issue isn't solved yet. Will you point out the errors and I'll do my best to take care of it for you? The goal is not arguing with the customer. The goal is resolving it. The issue, whatever it is they're having, the goal is to help them with that. So we want to defuse it. So when they get aggressive, get passive, not, get, not aggressive. And another thing that you can do is if they, if they say something and they are worried or if they're frustrated or they, they're concerned, you want to listen to them intently, all right? You want to listen to them intently, and you want to kind of confirm back what they said. That helps diffuse that. 
And this deals with the personal side. So it, you could say something like, you know why? It sounds like you're really worried about that. Let me take a look at it firsthand and see how I can help you. That makes all the difference in the world for that particular customer. Or you may say something, oh, my, oh wow, that, that, that's got to be frustrating for you. Uh, give me your account number and I'll look at it and see what we can do. Or, you know what, it, it seems if the instructions were a little confusing, let me walk, walk you through how to set it up. Don't say, huh, it seems as if the instructions are confusing for you. <laughs> you know, don't add the for you there. Wow, you know, it, it does seem as if the instructions are a little confusing. Let me walk you through it firsthand. So those are ways to help a, a potential situation that could go south stay even keel. All right. And another technique is really old school. It's called feel, felt, found, but it really works. And this can be used with a customer when a customer is really upset. And basically, it allows you to show your acceptance of their feelings or their perspective. And some examples of feel, felt basically would be, you know what, I can understand that you might feel that way. Uh, no one likes to wait. How can I help you? The goal is don't waste time talking about what's not relevant. The goal is to find out how you can fix the problem. Let's invest the time on that. You know what? I can see how you might think that. I wouldn't like that either. Let's take a look at your, your, your account and, and, and look at how we can resolve this situation. You know what? Um, I, I can see that you're concerned I'm sure if I was in your position, I would be concerned also. The one thing you don't want to do, and that's, that's dealing with the personal side, the our feeling, our need to feel like we're cared about, you're genuinely interested in us, and then take it to business. The one thing I see happen so much which really upsets customers is when they have an issue. Let's say I called you and I said, you know, I just ordered this product from you. I got it, and there are parts missing. There are parts missing. Come on, man, really? Really? I mean, you just put it in a box and send it to me. Why are parts missing? You don't want to say, account number, please, because you just discounted me. <laughs> you just discounted me. So you might say, wow, you know, I am so sorry that happened to you. Let's take a look at uh, when it was shipped out, and you tell me what's missing, and we'll we'll get we'll take care of it for you. We'll take care of it. We'll expedite it to you. That's gonna make me feel better. Okay, you heard me. You acknowledge that you heard me, and now you're gonna resolve it for me. That's what we're looking for as customers. Another little simple technique to to again validate the customer is call elevated. Elevated concern. For example, if, if something happened and, and the customer calls you and they're really, really upset, don't sound like you're the coolest cucumber in the bin. They want to know that you're upset with them or you're concerned with them. Um, hey, listen, I called you. Your truck was supposed to be here three hours ago. I told you I had to leave by 11 o'clock. And your truck's not here, and it's 1 o'clock. What's going on? What's going on? And you don't want to say, uh, yeah, and your point is, hey, you ain't the first person to call. Our truck's late all the time. As a matter of fact, five other people in front of you have called. Get in line, buddy. <laughs> you know, 
that's not going to make the customer feel any better. Even if your truck is late all the time, don't sound like it's late all the time. Uh, if, if I said that to you that, what, what's going on? Your truck's not here yet. Don't say, oh, really? Well, so what else is new? It's not th- you want to show concern. Oh, no, it's not there yet? Wow, that's serious. You know what? Let me, let me take a look and let me call the, the, the uh, dispatch and find out what's going on. I am so sorry that happened. You know, you'll be amazed how people calm down if you just sound like you are genuinely interested in what's going on with them. I had one lady who, when we talked about this, she thought this was really bogus. She's like, come on, really? And she had a customer that called her and she did it. She said, oh, no, that's serious. Wow, let me see what's going on. And after a while, the customer calmed her down. It's going to be okay. I'm sure they're on their way. Relax, relax. But the customer did that because she felt that this sales professional was as concerned as she was about the delivery and not just laid back. So that's what we want to do. We want to show elevated concern when the customer's concerned. We don't want to act like, hey, this, this is business as usual for us. Not a problem, really. Not a problem. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what to do with the customer that's just beside themselves. And they're saying some things that, you know, they may even be using some curse words. And we're going to talk about how to stay professional and even handle this person, the person that is very, very angry. So it's time for us to take another short break, last break of the class. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Stay tuned. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network tune in for what about wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth investing it donating it and protecting it your hosts are rich bloomfield and rick durfee who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866- 
1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and we're talking about the topic tonight is customer vision in every decision. The decisions we are making as sales professionals, as business owners, should be to delight the customer, to create customer loyalty, to enhance customer intimacy. And there are going to be times in any relationship where things go awry. They just don't go the way they're supposed to. And as a result, they're going to be upset customers, they're going to be upset feelings. And our goal, whenever possible, is to try to diffuse those situations and to have the customer walk away feeling good about the outcome. Now, we've been talking about customers who sometimes are having a bad day and they just try to hook you into an unproductive interaction. And we know if we go there, the outcome is not going to be good for us. And, you know, customers vote with their dollars, all right? So we are now at the point where we're talking about the customer that is extremely angry. And when when people get angry, uh, sometimes they do things, sometimes they say things that are hurtful. Uh, And believe me, I'm not saying it by any stretch of the imagination that we should give anybody the right to uh, be abusive to us. I don't believe it's acceptable for people to use profanity at me or any of my employees. As a matter of fact, I have I have fired customers who who misspoke to one of my my employees because that's not the type of customer I want. All right. If that's how you treat the people who are serving you, uh, we can do better. We really can. And uh, we have no problems replacing them. So but so and even with them, I've had people who are just having a bad day. And they may say something, but if people are constantly mistreating you, uh, it's time to step up and, 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 and resolve that, handle that. And, and sometimes that may mean uh, losing them as a customer with you making that decision. So, but let's talk about the customer who's just angry. I mean, they're, they're stressed out and they may even use something, uh, some, some bad language at you. Uh, what I would say to that individual is, you know, uh, Tom, it, it it, it, it's clear to me that you're really upset right now, and believe me, I'm on your side, and it's going to be difficult for us to work through this if we're talking to each other like this. Now, is it possible for us to continue to talk now to work through this, or should we schedule another time to talk? And what I have learned is when I, I handle that situation professionally like that, and I refuse to get angry also and, and start saying things, that person normally calms down and they apologize for their behavior uh, if it was just really outlandish. And if they continue, I'd, I don't have to sit there and listen to that type of conversation. I'll say, you know, uh, it sounds like we probably need to pick this up uh, another day. I'll give you a call back tomorrow. All right. Um, so that's if they in the extreme in the extreme uh situation that's how I would handle it. But if the customer says something like uh 
you know what? You said you'd take care of me right away, but I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. As a matter of fact, it's been 20 minutes. You shouldn't keep someone waiting so long, you knucklehead. You know, I'm not going to take knucklehead very serious. I've been, you know, knucklehead, what's that? Um, in that case, I would say, you, you, you know, you're right. You shouldn't have to wait so long. I agree. How can I help you, Mr. Johnson? Okay, so what I did was, that's called uh, isolated agreement. Isolated agreement. Instead of listening to all of the stuff that they said, I picked out one thing that I could agree with. Okay? I, you know, I didn't agree that I'm a knucklehead. I didn't agree, I didn't agree that my company is incompetent, that I have... Uh, you know, high school kids, their high school kid could do a better job. Don't even listen to that. Listen to find something you can agree with and and then take it to business to resolve it for them. Don't get caught up in, in their emotions because no one is going to win when that happens. All right? So the bottom line is this. There are times when we have to confront a customer in their behavior, and like I mentioned to you, and sometimes it's rough for, for us to do that. But the problem is this: if you don't confront it, it's going to continue because we teach people how to treat us. If you allow certain things to happen, it's okay for people to be upset. It really is. I mean, we all get upset, but it's not okay for people to mistreat you or mistreat your employees as a result of them being upset uh, and just saying really, really bad things, all right? So I know we all have a tendency to resist confrontation. In some cases, we were brought up to avoid it. We just, we just didn't see it handled well in our families. We just saw people not talk for two or three days, and then all of a sudden they started talking again. So we said, oh, okay, that's how you handle it. Uh, and we all have the need to be liked and accepted, and the, the biggest problem is we have a tendency to take responsibility for other people's feelings. And we, you shouldn't take responsibility for that feelings. You can only take responsibility for how you respond to others, how you treat them. Okay. And also we have the fear that if we confront someone, the consequences could be negative. But I can promise you, if you don't confront others, the consequences will be extremely negative because it will continue. It will continue. So these are some of the things or uh, uh, ways we can help address working with customers to create customer loyalty. And, and keep in mind, when you do have to confront a customer, let's say a customer does not pay on time. They're constantly late paying you, and it, it puts you in a tough situation. You have to confront that customer, okay? Or they're continually giving you uh, deadlines that un are unreasonable, which doesn't allow you to perform to the best of your ability. You have to confront them. Keep in mind there are three reasons for, for confronting someone. When you confront someone, the first goal is you're looking for a positive behavioral change. You're looking for them to now uh, give you a reasonable time frame to get the work done. You're looking for them to pay you on time. So you're looking for a positive behavioral change. Or 
you are looking, and so that's number one. Secondly, as a result of them, of you confronting them, you want their self-esteem to be intact when it's all said and done. And lastly, you want your relationship to be enhanced with that person as a result of you confronting them. All right? So you're looking for a positive behavioral change. You want that person's self-esteem to be intact. And you want your relationship to be enhanced. And that's customer vision in every decision. Our time is up again, as I said, the fastest hour of the week. Now, listen to this. I hope you took notes. If you didn't take notes, go back and listen to some of the techniques. Tell others about this because our goal every week is to help you. Again, we want to make a difference. Go back and listen to part one that was uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, Customer Vision and Every Decision Part 1. And these will help you. In tough situations with customers, these techniques are proven and they will help you in your quest to be the best. Thank you very much for listening. We look forward to talking to you again on the next show. But in the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.